So when you're in this transitional season of your life, you obviously can't control it. So why bother trying? Give up the need to control because you really can't control it anyway. It'll take time and you can only really see in hindsight like why you had to go through this transitional period or why you had to go through the waiting period. But oftentimes it's in that transition, it's in that waiting. That's when you really tap into your own strength, your own beliefs. And then when you finally get to that destination or the goal or whatever you were looking forward to, you can look back and be like, oh, that's why I had to go through this transition or that's why I had to wait so long. What's up, you guys? Welcome to or back to another episode of 8020. Thank you so much for clicking on the show, this episode. My name is Lily. I am your host. And today we are going to talk about being in a transitional season. If you guys listened to the summer season, Healing Girl Summer, it didn't like officially end, quote unquote. I had an episode go live last week with my friend Callie and we talked about hookup culture. We kind of, you know, I mean, it's that's a conversation that I think you can have any time of year, but just thinking like back to school season, how... The two of us, we shared stories about our freshman year and just kind of our perspective of dating and hookup culture in our freshman year of college um, and how that shifted to now, but um, like five or six years later, respectively. But um, but yeah, so that episode went live last week and the feedback on that episode has been incredible. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you haven't listened, you definitely should. All that to say, (laughs) September is going to be a transitional season, quite literally in the podcast. So I kind of just figured like what better way to have a transitional season in the podcast than to talk about transitions because the month of September is really a transitional month. Most of us are going back to school. Our work routines might be changing or maybe you're starting a new job. The amount of people that I know that are starting a new job in the month of September, crazy. Or maybe you just started a new job or maybe you're moving to a new place. I feel like a lot of leases start in September. It's back to school season naturally. So Everyone in the world, I feel, or at least in the in the states, is very much trying to get back into a routine. And I've been hearing that phrase "get back into a routine" tossed around a lot lately. So naturally, I wanted to make a series all about transitions. So it's going to be four episodes all about how to navigate transitions, what to do in different transitional periods of your life, and all that jazz. So I hope that you guys enjoy this like mini season eight, I guess we'll call it season eight of the podcast. Um, and then in October we'll start season nine. So season eight is going to be tiny. And then season nine will be October and November. And then I'm just going to go into like a full mini logistics meeting with you guys really quick because there's so much up in my head right now. I feel like, I feel like we haven't talked like just the two of us in a long time. So maybe this is good. Maybe this is natural. Um, so October we are introducing two episodes a week. And I'm super, I guess reintroducing, I used to do this back in the day. Um, I used to do like a mini motivational Monday and then I would do a real episode on Thursdays. And so the month of October and November, we're just going to try it. We're going to do like a two month trial and just kind of see how it goes. We are going to do guest episodes on Tuesdays and solo episodes on Thursdays. And depending on the guests, that might change around just a smidge because sometimes like if you do a pod swap, the idea is to release them on the same day or close to the same day. But needless to say, there will be two episodes a week in October and November. We're going to do a 12-ish week trial. No, that's not 12 weeks. An eight-week trial for two episodes a week and see if A, I can handle it. If B, you guys like it and see 
there really isn't a C. It's really just those two. Um, but if you guys like it and if you guys enjoy it, I'll definitely, you know, rearrange my schedule to make sure that I can handle two episodes a week. But I just feel like there's so many cool guests that I want to share their stories. But then also you guys really, really love the solo episodes. Like my solo episodes typically do significantly better than guest episodes. And that's just something that I've realized over the season of summer. You know, I've done a a good mix of guest and solo and you guys really do like the solo but I also want to share other women's stories on the show so and also guests bring new ideas new perspectives all kinds of things to the table that I might not be able to think of myself and so I love bringing people on just hearing new perspectives new ideas and I think that that's really really important too um so yeah we're gonna do two episodes a week one guest one solo I'm absolutely terrified but I think that you guys are really gonna enjoy it and I'm really excited for it so guys we have some significant catching up to do we haven't talked just the two of us in a while and I want to talk to you guys all about my trip I went out to LA and Denver for a bunch of work-related stuff and to me it just seems maybe it's just like a little bit of imposter syndrome talking, but if I've learned anything over the past couple of weeks, it's that I've, we'll get into that in just a second. Give me two seconds, but I went out to LA and, uh, and we went to San Diego too. And then I flew to Denver. Um, I took my mom and my sister to LA with me and I got to record at Spotify in LA, which is so cool. And I just feel so blessed and so grateful for you guys for coming back every single week and listening to the show because that's opened up so so many doors for me so thank you so much um and I got to meet a bunch of really incredible people some really cool guests came on the show and I'm that kind of propelled me into the idea of doing two want to make a podcast Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called Spotify for podcasters and here's how it works Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Episodes a week because I had such cool conversations with those guests and it's just really important to me to continue to bring and share other people's stories on the show. I was like, okay, what's the best way to do this? Okay, I'll just do two episodes a week, duh. And so we recorded at Spotify and so LA was very much like work focused. I didn't really do any touristy things. My sister and my mom, however, they went to um, a ranch called Sunset Ranch and they rode horses um, up, well, not up to, but in the area of the Hollywood sign. It was called Horseback Hollywood. (laughs) And my mom has a bad knee and my sister has a bad hip. And so the two of them together really couldn't do the long hike to the Hollywood sign, but they still wanted to do something fun. So they were like, let's do it on horseback. So they they did Horseback Hollywood. 
at Sunset Ranch. They really did just have the best time and they showed me tons of pictures and I was bummed that I had to miss, but I had an interview to prep for. It was going to be too much. It was going to be with traffic and everything. It's It just wasn't going to work. So I'm glad that they got to do that um, while I was working. And then what do we do? We really, it was like, it was like work a little bit. And then like, where are we going to eat next? It was pretty much, you know, like work, eat, work, eat. And um, so ate a lot of food and worked a lot. And then we went down to San Diego for a little bit. We went to, what's it called? I forget. Um, the Cove, I think. Is it just the La Jolla the La Jolla Cove and we saw all these seals and sea lions and that was like one of my favorite it was probably my favorite part was just because the landscape in California is stunning it was cool to see all the little sea lions and the seals just like barking at each other and having fun and then we went to Coronado we did dinner we did drinks we um went to the Hotel Dell we just had tons of fun and ate tons of food and just like laughed a lot and made memories and so that was such oh we went to a yoga class um at Heart Yoga I think that's what it's called Heart Yoga in Mission Beach that was such a good class we went to I think it was um what was his name I forget his name but he was such a good instructor. Um, but Heart Yoga Mission Beach is where we went and it was super, super good. Um, we saw some friends in Pacific Beach. Our one friend took us to this taco stand. It was like nine o'clock at night in Pacific Beach. And I forget what it was called. I'll have to text him, but the food was pretty good, but it was like just actually a taco stand, like a shack, a taco shack. More That was probably more of what it was, but it was pretty good. I'm going to stop being cryptic and actually give you guys names of places that we went. One cafe in Mission Beach was right next to Heart Yoga. It was called Molly's and that was good. And we did like acai bowls and eggs and coffee and all that stuff. And then the next day we went to a cafe called Drift in Pacific Beach. And that was super yummy and so cute in there. It was just like all like blue and white and surfy and it was so cool. I really, really enjoyed California. I could definitely see myself living there, but I wouldn't, it's way too far from my family and it's way too expensive. Like gas, insane. Um, just the prices of everything, insane, un- unreasonable to be honest. Um, but that's just California and that's kind of always how it's been. Same thing with like New York, for example, everything's just more expensive and that's just like how it is. But I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful out there. Everyone was just so chill. Could see myself living there wouldn't voluntarily live there though I don't think like if I had to move there for work I would um but I don't have to because I can podcast from anywhere which is really cool about this job so anyway overall would rate the trip uh 1000 out of 10 it was the best time and so fun that I got to bring Lexi and my mom with me and then they flew home and I flew to Denver and I went to a conference called podcast movement which was such an incredible educational experience for me. I took away so much knowledge from that conference and just getting to stand and speak alongside so many other people in this industry was such a cool thing for me. And I've never been in a place with so many other podcasters at once. And so it just felt really motivating and really encouraging and getting to hear other people's stories was really cool. Um, I actually got an opportunity to speak there. So I did a little mini episode um, kind of about that uh, two weeks ago. And I'll link that in the show notes for you guys. And I met my friend, uh, well, my online friend turned real life friend, Callie Jardine. And that was probably one of the highlights of that, um, that conference. So just lots and lots of really 
cool, incredible stuff over the past like two or three weeks. And I haven't really been able to sleep, to be honest. <laughs> like I have been laying in bed. Also, the moon is full. So I feel like energetically, I just have a lot going on. But I've just been laying at the ceiling, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, thinking of things that I want to do and things that are like could happen for the podcast. And I just feel like I've been recharged in a way, like re-energized to dream big and just enjoy the process and enjoy creating content. And for a while I was really in the cycle of like, I don't want to share. I feel like no one cares. Like just really like being myself up and kind of feeling underqualified um, for this. And being at that conference taught me that if you just kind of decide that you are qualified, that you do want to share, that people do care, people will listen. Um, and that's kind of what happened with the show, to be honest. Like I just, you know, picked up the microphone one day and started recording and had the confidence that, you know, someone would listen someday and people did. And I feel like I kind of lost that for a while. Like I was kind of these ideas, it was mostly just from people who are no longer in my life anymore, but just these ideas of like, you can't do it. You're not good enough. No one cares. No one's going to listen. And being at the conference really tweaked that for actually you know gave it like a full 180 and just re-energized me and encouraged me that was just a little bit of a tangent but overall I'm feeling really really inspired and for those of you who are in the 80 20 group chat you already know this but I'll clue you guys in on a little itty bitty teeny tiny secret of something that I'm working on this has been something that I've been dreaming about for like a year and I don't have necessarily all the details worked out because I feel like it's one of those things that's like you just have to start it. You just have to do it. And then the details will kind of work themselves out. But this has been on my heart for a while and I feel like it's finally time to share. I love working with you guys at a high touch capacity, which essentially means like when I did health coaching, I really, really enjoyed that. When I did group programs, I really, really enjoyed that. And I know that there are people out there because people have told me that you guys want more than just the 45 minutes every Thursday. And so I'm going to give that to you. I am launching in early 2024 a mentorship program called In the 20. In the 20 is a mentorship program where we create high impact habits for an efficient and peaceful lifestyle. Obviously, this podcast is called 8020. And I touch on the name sometimes and I tell the story of like, oh, like, you know, I got the idea from a spin instructor that I was chatting with. And while that's true, I also have definitely seen the 80-20 method make such a difference in my life. Essentially, do 20% of the habits that you do every day create 80% of the results in your life. That's kind of, you know, a, a good, a good ratio and a good way to look at the impact of high impact habits. Can't really use the word impact in the definition, but whatever the show goes on. So in that mentorship program, we are going to focus on habits and routines to create an efficient and peaceful lifestyle. The two words efficient and peaceful I wasn't going to go full in depth, but I guess I will. The the terms efficient and peaceful to me almost complete opposites because when I think of efficiency, I think of kind of the the way that I was raised and my dad is a retired Marine. And so everything that we did growing up was for efficiency. And even I remember getting ready as a kid, we would have races. And so like you would race to get ready 
who can put their shoes on the fastest, who can brush their teeth teeth the fastest. And so now that's kind of just ingrained into me to be efficient in everything that you do. And while it is incredibly important to be efficient in everything that you do, I also have found that the attempt at maximum efficiency to me created such a panic and an incredibly anxious way of being. So now I've had to reframe that mindset to create habits that are equally efficient as they are peaceful. So in the 20, we'll focus on that small bit of your day-to-day routines, your day-to-day habits that have the highest impact on your life. Um, So that was just kind of like a little blurb about that. But if you're at all interested, I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to hop on the wait list. And I'm going to host a couple little workshops, like intro workshops that are just kind of like working on your routines and just kind of starting to slowly engage this mentorship program. And then in the fall, we'll launch full details of what the mentorship looks like. But yeah, that was kind of a little bit more than I thought I was originally going to share, but I'm just excited about it. And I think that this is something that you guys will be excited about too. And if you have questions, please shoot me a DM and we can definitely chat about it. Would love to, love to, love to chat about it. Okay, just a couple more things that I wanted to touch on right now. I figured I'd add, you guys like love little personal stories here and there. So I figured I'd add a little segment in this month's series of things that I'm loving right now. This is super basic. I feel like I've done this from time to time, but it's just kind of fun to share little products or things that I've been enjoying. So first up, I've really been enjoying the podcast called For the Girl, and it's by two gals, um, Mac and Ken's, and they just kind of talk about if you guys like what I have to say, you'll love what they have to say. They're doing a series right now called The Dating. It's a dating series, but it goes in tandem with Um, a devotion book that they put out called The Dating Devo. And I bought this book and I'm listening to the podcast that kind of accompanies each week. And I have been loving it. And it's been really, really helpful in just kind of navigating like what you want your dating life to look like. And I feel like as a 20 something, this is, there's such a pressure. Like I feel it so freaking hard to, date to just like be in the dating scene to have a boyfriend to do this to do that and like I will admit I am in a series of my life like it's it's cuffing season right like as the fall approaches everyone's like oh it's cuffing season like and you just want to like snuggle up with like a nice like big strong man with like tattoos you know and just like you know like snuggle up next to him at night but you can't because you're single and, or you could, you could, if you wanted to, if that's your thing, um, no judgment, but, um, I've been there, done that. And <laughs> when he's not actually your boyfriend, it never goes well. So I, anyway, dating, we'll just, we'll, we'll save this for another time because that could be a whole episode, but I have been just working on kind of like what I want out of dating, what I want in a guy and And then beyond just kind of like what I want from him and what I want for myself and working on me and, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What am I bringing to the table as a potential girlfriend, 
or beyond that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so anyway, loving that podcast, loving that devotion book. I'll have that linked in the show notes for you guys. Um, as far as music and like media that I've been consuming, loving Zach Bryan's new album. I remember everything is my, one of my favorites. Um, East side of sorrow is another favorite. Um, honestly, the whole album is fantastic. Beyond Zach Bryan though, I love, 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 love Charles Godwin. I think he is a lyrical genius. Um, his voice is incredible. Like you listen to one song and you're like, how, like how, like this is such a powerful storyteller that I'm listening to and just his vocal, like insane. Um, and I went to one of his concerts back in April. Yeah, it was April. Um, I bought tickets for Lexi for her birthday and we went in Baltimore and we saw that he's coming to Norfolk, Virginia. So we're going to go visit my older sister, Marley, and see Charles Godwin again because he was that good in concert. So I've really been enjoying his new um, EP that came out. It was four songs, um, all again, Family Ties, and then uh, two other ones, uh, Q Country Roads and... Uh, what was the other one? I forget. It'll come back to me. Um, but guys, family ties. Are you joking? The last thing I've been loving lately has been a specific type of toast, which I feel like is kind of silly, but I'm going to post a reel. Maybe I'll post it uh, whenever this episode goes live. I love this bread from, it's called Sprout in Annapolis. It's not Sprouts, the grocery store. It's just called Sprout and it's a locally owned bakery and like health food store and they have this really yummy gluten-free sourdough and so I love that bread with some almond butter on top and then if you mash blackberries it creates like a jelly situation it's not like it's not true jam but it's just mashed up fruit it tastes just like jelly and um you put that on top of the almond butter on the toast and it's kind of like a little adult pb and j toast situation Oh my gosh, you guys, it's so, so good. So I've been loving doing that for breakfast. What else have I been loving lately? Honestly, just like going for walks has been a, a big thing for me lately, um, which we'll kind of talk about more in like habits and stuff when we talk about navigating transitions, which I guess we could just get into right now. So let's just jump in. Why not? So throughout the month of September, we're going to talk about transitional periods. In my opinion, there's many layers to transition. So we're going to talk about a bunch of different things that kind of come with a transitional period. So in this episode, we're going to talk about change. We're going to talk about why people are resistant to change and how you can change that. Um, next week, we'll talk about the power of new beginnings. In the third week of September, we're going to talk about building your goals for Q4. So that's October, November, December. And then by week four, you should be pretty settled into or have a good a good grasp of of what you want the fall slash early winter to look like. And we're going to talk about taking action and taking accountability, which accountability is something that I really struggle with because for me, I typically fly, I typically fly solo in everything that I do. So even, you know, take a podcast episode, for example, it doesn't have to be up until Thursday. So I'm the type of person that will like literally procrastinate until the last minute and it has to get done, but I'm being proactive this week. I'm recording on Tuesday morning and it's going to be done by Tuesday evening and then Wednesday I'll do that. So anyway, long story short, account, accountability is typically hard for me. And that's something that I'm working really, really hard on. And a goal of mine is to hold myself more accountable um, and also bring other people into 
my accountability. Like I don't have to do it. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get into that in week four. I'm like totally getting ahead of myself here. I'm super pumped for the season because I know it applies to so many of you and dealing with transitions in your twenties isn't necessarily limited to the month of September. I feel like I say this all the time, but like if you would ask me a year ago, like what I'd be doing right now, I would not have told you this. And so that is a very real thing for me in my life. And I know it's a very real thing for you in your life. And I just know how wild your 20s can, and not wild in the sense of like partying and stuff, because obviously it can be, but just wild in the sense of like life changes literally in the blink of an eye and learning how to adapt and overcome has been a really important skill um, and learning just how to embrace change has been really, really important to me too. So we're going to talk all about change today. This episode is brought to you by AG1. If there is one habit that has been a absolute staple, this is a high impact habit. We talked a little bit about high impact habits earlier. This habit right here is a high impact habit that takes me 60 seconds or less, and that is taking my AG1. In just one scoop, you are getting over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients with major benefits. I have personally felt like when I take my AG1, my mood is increased. I feel like I can better listen to my hunger cues. I feel like my hair, skin, and nails grow so much healthier and stronger. Honestly, I blame AG1 for my roots growing out so fast because I've gotten so many compliments lately on how long and healthy my hair looks. And I truly attribute that to taking AG1 every day. I'm not the biggest fan of taking a thousand different supplements. And that's why I believe so heavily in AG1 because it's an all-in-one formula. So instead of like strutting down the aisles of Walgreens or CVS trying to figure out how many supplements you should take and what supplements you should take, AG1 has you covered in all aspects. It's kind of like nutritional insurance. So if you want to take ownership over your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. That's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. So let's talk about why people don't like change, why people are resistant to change. I personally think that the month of September is the most change that most people go through like school's back in session maybe you moved into college maybe you have a new job maybe i don't know just it feels the energy feels different and it feels new and a little bit unfamiliar and it's kind of like i don't know there's two ways that you can look at it like it's back to school season so like that feels normal but then at the same time everyone's in a new class or everyone's in a new school or everyone is so no matter if you're like currently in school or if you have maybe kids in school or if you've got little brothers or sisters in school I feel like we kind of operate on kids schools schedule and so that newness in the air like more traffic between like seven and nine and just you know not seeing kids out in the grocery store I don't know just I just notice it maybe I'm just actually really sensitive to energies and like what's happening around me but I personally feel like September is such a month of change and we can go into like being sensitive to energies a little bit too like I don't know why but I just always feel like I'm so heavily impacted by shifts in society and shifts in the world and just shifts in 
other people's routines. I don't know if this is a normal thing that people can relate to, but if something is a little bit off or a little bit out of the norm, so to say, I feel it. And this past week, I guess it's been two weeks now since I got back from my trip, because uh, the trip was out of the norm for me. Like anytime you go on a trip, it's it's like weird. You're not doing your normal things. And so being on a work trip, I was out of my routine. And then I come back and everyone is trying to get into their new routines too. And so I've just felt really, really funky for the past about 10 days or so. I haven't been sleeping great. I've had weird energy levels and I've just kind of been feeling weird. And I can definitely attribute all of those weird feelings to the fact that we're in such a state of change right now. And that is something that I think I am naturally more resistant to. As humans, we crave the familiar. We crave routine. There's a reason why when you go into your history class, or if you're not in high school anymore, when you used to walk into history class, you would sit in the same seat every single day. And then if you were to walk in that class and someone was sitting in your seat and you would sit in someone else's seat and then they, like it would throw the whole class off. Do you guys remember this? Like once you had your seat, that was your seat. And the same thing applies in your own life too. Like think about the little things that you do that are so naturally ingrained in you those little tiny habits, you just feel like you have to do those things. Even like no one's making you, you could literally sit wherever you wanted, but you just feel so drawn to the familiar. So the first reason people don't like change is because we are creatures of habit. The second reason people don't like change is that it makes you feel out of control of your own life. And let me elaborate on this because I struggle with control so much. And I, I definitely used to struggle more than I do now because this is something that I've been working on. I used to be such a major control freak. If you ask anyone in my family, I was always the planner. I always had to have just everything had to be in my control. And I really, really saw the negative impacts of this bad habit with food and having to control food in all aspects. I used to be this way in my relationships too. I remember I dated a guy and we got into just kind of a routine and he he had very little routine and I craved routine. And so naturally we fell into this pattern of like, I just controlled the whole relationship and not necessarily in like a horrible way. Like I wasn't like a controlling like bitch or anything like that, but I just always the responsibility to be in charge fell on me and that made me live in my masculine energy. And I really do think that being in control is being in your masculine energy. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're masculine if you feel like you have to be in control because obviously like it's important to have control over certain things in your life. Like you absolutely as a woman should be in control of your finances, of your schedule. Uh, You know, there are things that you should be in control of naturally. But being in a flow state rather than a control state is truly stepping into your feminine energy. So obviously using control where control is necessary, but then letting everything else flow. So if you are afraid of change because it feels like everything is out of control, I encourage you to look at your relationship with control. Why do you feel like you need to control everything? What about this is making you uncomfortable? We'll we'll come back to this in just a second. The third reason that people don't like change 
is because change is really freaking hard and it takes work and it takes effort to adapt to new things. So those are the three reasons why people don't like change. One, we're creatures of habit. Two, it makes us feel out of control. And three, it takes effort and takes really hard work. But what if you flipped those narratives? What if you flipped those challenges to make them positive? I'll give you guys a couple examples. We're creatures of habit. Because we're creatures of habit, change gives us an opportunity to create new habits and to create better habits. And that's why I'm super pumped for the In the 20 mentorship program that's launching hopefully in the new year. I say hopefully, it's going to launch in the new year. I'm just going to put it out there. It's going to launch in the new year because the new year too is such a natural time for change. There's this thing called the fresh start effect. It's this idea that it's easier to adopt new habits when you're naturally in a transition period. So using the fresh start effect, you can kind of use your transition period to your advantage. So if you just moved into your college dorm or your college apartment, or maybe your first big girl apartment and you're starting your new job and it just feels like everything's new, everything's fresh, all this stuff, you can actually use that new fresh start feeling, although it's scary, although you might be out of your you know, regular habits, you can use that new fresh start to your advantage. Use the fresh start effect and start new habits, start better habits that maybe it's something that you've always wanted to do. A good example of this is maybe running. Maybe you've always wanted to start running and you just moved to a new neighborhood and it's super runnable or walkable and you finally have an opportunity for the first time to lace up your running shoes, step out the door and just start running. Maybe you use the fresh start effect to incorporate running into your daily routine. An example of this in my own life is walking, okay? So I live in a super walkable neighborhood. Last fall, I remember I walked all the time. And Lexi and I were just talking about this the other day. We used to, when we first moved here, we would go um, downtown and we would just walk, 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 walk. We'd walk like three miles every day. Like I would come home from work and we'd be like, okay, time to go for a walk. And we were walking queens and we stopped doing that. Like life just got busy. You know, we got kind of lazy, I guess. And we just didn't walk as much, but we went for a walk last week and like a you know a big three mile walk and I was like Lex I really miss walking with you and we joke that we use it as a time to catch up like we don't talk enough and I was like I really miss walking and so this week I've already gone on three walks and you know just put in my headphones or maybe I just go you know no music no audio no nothing or maybe I walk with a friend um but just incorporating walks into my morning routine has been an important habit for me lately. Um, this morning, for example, I took a longer walk than I you know, probably would have liked, but it was definitely worth it. It was about 30 minutes and I walked to um, a coffee shop called Oscars. And well, it's actually a coffee trailer. It's super cute. It's on the water. I walked there, got a coffee. I sat at the tables for a little bit, did some work on my phone. And then I got up and I walked back home and I called my mom on the way back, listened to podcasts on the way there. And it was just such a nice way to start my morning. So as the weather's getting a little cooler, like things aren't as hot as they once were, like walks are going to be a lot more comfortable. So I'm going to make it a habit to incorporate walks into my morning routine again, like I once did. And it was super fun when I did it. And I don't know why I stopped. So use the fresh start effect to your advantage 
when it comes to building habits. So because we're creatures of habit, use the fresh start effect to create new habits in this transitional period. Let's talk about how to enjoy a lack of control in your life. This in and of itself could be a whole podcast episode, so I'll try to keep keep it brief. I kind of got ahead of myself and touched on this a little bit already, but when you are living in a state of control, you are not allowing your life to flow. And I know that that sounds so just like annoying, but when you really let go of a desired outcome and let good things to flow to you, you will be absolutely shocked and surprised in the best way when you see that there are always better options than what you had planned. So when you're in this transitional season of your life, whether you are maybe in a new job now, or maybe you just lost your job, or maybe you're back in school, or I don't know what you're doing, whatever life, or maybe you just got married, or maybe you're going through a divorce, or I don't know, whatever life is thrown at you is that put you in a transitional period, you obviously can't control it. So why bother trying? Spend that energy elsewhere and let life flow. Because I promise you, when you let it flow, the blessings will come life will get easier. Give up the need to control because you really can't control it anyway. The controllables are few and far between. So control the controllables and let everything else come to you naturally. I promise you it will. Really what it comes down to is let go and let God because every single time he has a much better plan than what you ever could have dreamed up in your head. And it's going to take a lot of time or maybe it won't I don't know it just depends but for me I realized like it it'll take time and you can only really see in hindsight like why you had to go through this transitional period or why you had to go through the waiting period to get where he wanted you to be but oftentimes it's in that transition it's in that waiting that requires you to let go of the need to control that you learn how to have faith that you will get through this thing that's when you really tap into your own strength, your own beliefs is in the waiting, is in the transition. And then when you finally get to that destination or the goal or whatever you were looking forward to, you can look back and be like, oh, that's why I had to go through this transition or that's why I had to wait so long. So the last idea to flip is that change is hard. It takes hard work. First and foremost, let's all agree most of the time we know that change is hard. So I don't want to necessarily like flip that idea, but maybe let's look at it from a new perspective. So saying that something is hard, it's obviously going to be really hard. If you're going into something already thinking like this is going to be the most difficult thing I've ever done, of course it's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done. But if you go into a new experience with the idea of this is going to be hard, but there's nothing I can't tackle. Or this is going to be hard, but I'm not going to quit until we're finished. For the most part, when you walk into a situation, your mind is already kind of made up for how it's going to go. I was talking to a friend and they're talking about a breakup or they're talking about wanting to break up with their boyfriend. And she said to me, you know, I kind of already have it made up in my mind that we're going to break up, but I don't really know if we're going to break up yet or not. And I was just thinking like, well, if you already have it made up in your mind, you're already checked out. You've already decided 
that the relationship's going to end. So why continue, you know, stringing him along if you're just in like this wait and see kind of mindset? And then we got into the idea of transitions and how it's hard and how it's scary. But I was like, but why, you know, why string it out any longer? You know, if you've already gotten your mind made up, just do it. So if you were going into this transitional period of like, oh, this is going to be so freaking hard. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's just going to be that much harder. But if you choose positive self-talk or maybe just encouraging self-talk, it doesn't even have to be positive, but it does have to be encouraging. That will help the mindset shift. Every single time when you go into a situation with your mind already made up that it's not going to go well, it's not going to go well. But if you walk into it with like, okay, you know what? This is going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. We're going to make it happen one way or another and not taking giving up as, as an option. I think that is really, really important. So I don't know where you can apply that in your transition of change, but knowing that you're going to get through it one way or another is super, super important. So as we chat throughout the month about change, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for self-reflection and a lot of opportunity to kind of just ask yourself like, okay, what's working for me? What's not working for me? How's this transition going? And so maybe once you guys are finished with these episodes, just take a couple minutes and maybe just like write down. I mean, journaling's huge for me, or you could always talk with a friend or sometimes I'll talk on voice memos and just talking helps me to get stuff out. Any way you want to do it, just kind of use a little bit of, um, just kind of do a little bit of reflection and maybe today some questions to ask are what's your relationship with control? What's your relationship with being in a flow state? Do you let life flow or are you kind of, or do you feel the need to control? And lastly, how can you use positive self-talk? to help throughout this transitional period. So those are just a couple questions that I'm going to leave you guys with. If you want to journal on those, reflect on those, feel free to do so. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please give it a rating, give it a review. That helps me more than you will ever know. If you guys want to see and hear more from me, I post a ton on Instagram. My username is at lilyrayco or you can follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. That is all I have for you today, but look forward to next week's episode where we're going to talk all about new beginnings. Oh, and subscribe. If you guys aren't already, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, all that jazz so you guys can get notified when a new episode does go live. I post every Thursday, and that is all I have for you for now. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.